Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew today for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so uh, we got a lot of crazy stuff uh, to cover on our virtual cruise through the uh, latest aviation news and information here, Dennis. This first kind of dovetailing off what we've been discussing lately, and that has been flight simulators. Yeah, Microsoft came came out with their online version of uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. I guess right. That's they, they're just calling it that. I guess aren't they? Yep, that's it. Just Flight Simulator. And uh, it's been the franchise for you know for years, and I think they mistakenly killed it off. But right. uh, I'm glad but, to see it's back. And it's online and uh, pretty high tech, I guess. And you know, pilots around the world are taking advantage of the opportunity to get out there and uh, you know play with the technology and they found a few glitches what uh, a 1.0 release of a product has glitches what are the odds but then oh this gosh. isn't really you know uh, a minor glitch this is kind of like did they mean to do this i don't know because i'll tell you what it got tons of uh publicity online especially and that is about this hole in the earth. I, I forget where it was. I want to say it was like Brazil or something. It is. It's in the middle of Brazil. It's okay. literally like a cave or a sinkhole. And, that it, opens and, and up it in looks the like the I, I saw the video of the guy who actually found the glitch and he flew his airplane into this hole in Brazil. Uh, you know, it's like journey to the center of the earth. That's why I wondered like, wait a minute, did they do this on purpose just to see who would find it first? So well, there is the an airport down there, so of course they did. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if that was by design either, but it, it, it's funny when you watch the YouTube video, uh, you just Google this and find it. Uh, it is pretty wild looking because, you know, you see the guy flying his aircraft and you you see in the distance there's this hole in the earth of the, you know, while he's playing with the flight sim and he's like, okay, let's go down, down there. And he flies down the hole. And at the bottom of the hole, there is, there's an airport. And I forget where it was. It was like, did he fly over to China or, I well, I don't know what's opposite of Brazil, but, but, uh, but I think it's, it was some weird airport. I think they found it too. Like they realized, oh, it's this airport. It's not necessarily supposed to be in the center of the earth, <laughs> but something got switched around on, you know, a zero and a one. They flipped it or something, I guess. And made a maybe a minor mistake or once again maybe it was on purpose it was one of those kind of like easter egg things to see if you know someone would, would find it sooner as opposed to later i'm sure the programmers are going oh yeah we meant to do that but um but regardless i mean they've gotten tons of publicity for it and i, I think everybody who is aware of it and has access to microsoft flight simulator online has probably already taken the opportunity to fly to Brazil and to the center of the earth. Uh, but that does not include you, right? You haven't done no, it. I, I haven't uh, bothered to spin that flight simulator up. I've already got too much time invested in X-Plane and well, things working with that. I go. just haven't wanted to play with the, the 
the buggy initial release yet. You know, I, I got to say, though, I think it is genius. I, I would take totally credit for it and say we meant to do that. And, uh, you know, explain ought to take a note from these guys and just do the same exact thing. Just pick a place on the planet, make a hole, and whoever gets there first, you know, gets a prize. T-shirt, hat, you know, something uh, out of uh, for finding the little glitch. Uh, like that, but I, I think it was hilarious, and the video is very entertaining to watch. And I'm sure the guy, I think he was shocked that he was the first one to find it. You know, at first, I think I saw an interview or something where he said, oh, I, I, I thought it was just something with my computer was going haywire. And then I say, Wait a minute, um, I don't think that's the case. This is all online. And then he well, let some people know and said, Hey, check this out. Can you do it? And they did it, and they're like, Oh. I think I found something, yeah. And uh, he ended up being the first pilot to do so. Well, the fact that they're even finding it is pretty impressive, given that they're, they've are they taken the mapping engine and put it online. I mean, they're tying into Bing Maps to be able to get the terrain data instead of relying on a local, you know, subset of it. Right. And so there's a lot of territory you have to cover. And so you got to wonder how much free time these guys have to be flying around and finding these glitches out there. Well, and you know, how many more are left to be found too? Well, a lot of folks are, are getting out there and, you know, testing their knowledge of a potential area for a trip. And that would be a real eye opener, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. oh my God, did they have a sinkhole in Brazil? I, I don't remember hearing about that. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's uh, nutty, crazy, uh, fun. But take advantage of, uh, of it if you're so inclined. Uh, you know, I don't know if they've already fixed it. Actually, it's been a you know probably a week or so now. But there's a chance it's the glitch has been resolved. But uh, but then again, maybe they you know maybe they have it. I don't know. So, but look it up on YouTube if you're so inclined. Um, there's another interesting little uh, story when it comes to flight sims. I mean, we're kind of on a roll last few weeks with this stuff. And I don't know if it's because of Microsoft or what, but there's another YouTube video. And I guess this guy is like a YouTuber. You know, one of those, I don't know who was that. What was that event you went to a few weeks ago? Where was yeah, it? That was the uh, aviation content creators. Yeah. I think this guy is uh, maybe Swiss or something. So he, he's international. So he probably wasn't part of that YouTube event of bringing those folks together, but he might be in the future because he's making a name for himself by using flight sims to fly the biggest aircraft available onto the shortest commercial runway available, which happens to be in Saba, the island, uh, you know, the island nation of Saba that we've talked about quite a bit on Just Plane Radio. I've been there a few times myself to go scuba diving. So I'm very familiar with the uh, airport, and we've talked many times about it being the smallest or shortest commercial runway I guess in the world or something, or at least in the something hemisphere. It's, it's dinky. It's like a hundred and or what? 1300 feet or something. Yeah. It's under 2000 feet. It, it's, uh, I think you'd want to have, well, I think they do have very strong, um, predominant winds going down there, which works in their favor, but well, it does. Yeah, no doubt. You don't want to mess that up though. Well, if you're flying a 737 max, because they're all grounded right now anyway, and they don't care if they trash a few, uh, maybe that's what you could do for fun. Well, with the flight simulator, and that's what he did. And he and I saw the video, and he he has a seven thirty seven Max that he landed on the uh, runway there in Saba, and it looks like he got it down, but it is tilted over the edge of the cliff at the end of the runway. 
So it's not without its faults, but I mean, look, you know, you would have survived the, uh, the landing and, uh, but you're right. It's the wind, the predominant wind that they have on that side of the Island that actually makes the runway much more usable than you think it would. They fly typically in there from the other islands nearby, like St. Astatia, St. Kitts and St. Martin. It's right down there by those islands. Uh, I think they run regular twin otter service. Is that what it is? Twin otters? Yeah. Most likely twin otters are probably a Cessna caravan would be able to get in and out of a short field like that pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, or any, you know, like a 182 or something, you could easily do that with this runway. Um, even maybe with in a 182, you could probably do it with, with just no wind, I guess. But, uh, but I will tell you the wind is usually blowing straight down the runway one way or the other. And, uh, and, and because it literally is on a cliff. And so you, you do have much more runway because of the wind than you think, but you hear these stories and I will say, I am not one of the folks that have actually taken off from the airport. I've went down there and watched planes land and take off when I've been on the Island. And that's quite a treat just to see, because it's not necessarily the landings that are interesting. It's the takeoffs. Because they got to go to the very end of the runway, power up, take off, full throttle. And when they go off the end of the runway, if they don't have enough speed, well, chances are they're going to drop anyway. So it looks like an awesome, awesome carnival ride for the passengers at the bare minimum. And fun to watch, just if you're not on the plane. You're laughing hysterically while they're screaming for their life. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight training professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Yeah.
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How is it going with a plane? <sighs> we managed to help someone with it, but in so doing, the engines were damaged beyond repair. It won't fly? I wish I had better news, but we'll find a way to bring you home. Yeah, This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That is me along with Captain Dennis. Obviously, we lost Eddie Van Halen this week. And i got to say, that song, Dreams, uh, is almost guaranteed you will hear it as a soundtrack soundbite during every air show in existence. Uh, I, I hear this all the time. It just lends itself to uh, one of those acrobatic uh, air flights. So uh, be on the lookout. We miss Eddie. It's a sad thing to lose a uh, Guitar genius like that, that you grew up with listening uh, to some great music. And you're with me on that, right, Dennis? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Eddie Van Halen was, uh, he, he basically shaped my my growing up, you know? Yeah, everybody. I mean, you know, our age group, which is, you know, young, sprightly 20-somethings. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know about the whole Van Hagar transition and back and It's where music was music. Yeah, but I mean, I still vividly remember watching the video of the Blue Angels flying with the soundtrack of Van Halen in the background. You know, that that will be forever paired up. Perfect match. I don't know if Eddie was into airplanes, but I'm sure he flew a few uh, in his lifetime uh, as a passenger at the bare minimum playing his guitar. So God bless him and all the music he provided the world. It was good stuff. So, um, all right. We we got some stories to cover and navigate through that, uh, well, look towards the future and uh, maybe having a less environmental impact, you know, whether it's electric uh, planes, hydrogen, you know, uh, Airbus is getting into that game. But the first element that we want to discuss is, is this an electric plane or what? what is this exactly from... It's a, a combination. A company called Zero Avia just okay. test flew a retrofitted Piper Malibu. And what they have is a hydrogen fuel cell that takes hydrogen gas, converts it to electricity to run the, the uh, electric motor up front. Mm-hmm. And their goal is to get longer range than what's capable with current battery technology. So, you know, I can see an integration between the two, you know, hydrogen fuel cell and batteries to be able to stretch the range. They want to be able to get 250 plus mile flight range out of a, a conventional, you know, single engine piston airplane. Right. But they're doing it with hydrogen, which does not have any carbon emissions. There you so go. And, and it, Airbus first flight is, was around the patch. So, hey, you know, we got to start somewhere. One well, lap. It flew. <laughs> now we got to get it to fly longer. And uh, Airbus is, uh, you know, investing heavily into this technology. And they're, they're claiming they're going to be the world's first zero emission uh, aircraft manufacturer. And, uh, you know, if you go to their website, you know, they have, uh, you know, Airbus Zero E. I guess is what they're calling the, uh, their their airplanes that they are concept planes that they have for the future. But they, they expect to be the world's first zero emissions aircraft. And they're doing the same thing with a hydrogen engine, enhancing the electric element and doing some kind of hybrid element thing that would allow them to be carbon neutral. And then uh, you can take that argument out of the 
out of the public sphere of them saying, oh, it's the airplanes and all those flight trails that are ruining the planet. So they expect to be on the forefront to uh, solve that issue and take that argument off the table. And so we can continue to fly and won't have to move back to horse and buggy technology as as some in the political sphere sphere has, uh, you know, kind of in, endorsed. <laughs> no yeah, cows and no airplanes. Cars, right? Yeah. So, right. Exactly. But, but you know, I, I admire the effort. We'll have to wait and see how long it takes. But they're, uh, you know, they're taking charge and taking the lead on this, I guess. And uh, we'll have to see where that goes. Are you a fan of that kind of thing or what? Anything that advances uh, the technology and gives us access to more stuff. I mean, just take a look. You know, experimental aviation has been toying with, you know, various things in the cockpit with avionics. And look what that's done to benefit us in the certified world. So I'm all for it. In fact, there's a whole new racing league. You know, we kind of lost the whole uh, Red Red Bull Bull. uh, air races, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a new up-and-comer. How about this? An electric racing league. So they're going to have single seat purpose built electric powered airplanes that are going to be racing around the patch. And they're going to be going so, like a hundred knots. Well, no, a lot faster. <laughs> and they're like 10 feet off the deck. I mean, they're going to be flying a one and a half kilometer, uh, kilometer loop at 280 miles an hour. Ouch. Well, you know, it's like, uh, the ground. these are like Tesla speed. So I, I, yeah. I kid, you know, but they, they can make these electric motors move, uh, very quickly, very efficiently and fast, not in length. You know, distance is the problem, but they can go right. fast, right? Yeah. And if you got to do, you know, how many laps, I mean, you just have to have the battery long enough to complete that, you know, the requisite mm-hmm. number of laps and you land and you're done. But, you know, racing has always been one of those things that's driven innovation. I mean, if you look at what's in our cars now, a lot of the technology can be traced back to NASCAR, right. Formula One, mm-hmm. those technologies to eke every bit of power and aerodynamics out of the cars for racing has benefited us in our everyday drivers. Right. So we take these, uh, this racing league and we encourage them and they go out on the bleeding edge and try things and see what sticks. And we all benefit from it because it's been tried and tested and refined. And now we can start to incorporate that into our Moonies, you know, or our Cessnas. Well, I I agree. I think technology is going to be what saves us in that regard. Uh, you know, a lot of people feel technology is what's going to be our demise, but just depends on how you look at it. Half uh, empty, half full type thing. Yeah, and it's kind of like our, our current uh, crop of pilots. You know, everybody's the child of the magenta line. They're all, you know, can't, uh, they lose the basics. You know, if you can't put a direct two, they, they lose their minds. And so we, as long as we don't forget that we still have to learn, know how to fly the airplane and not rely on all of the technology and still have the basic set of skills, I think we'll all be fine for it in the That's end. That's right. The technology is a tool that we have to use. Not a crutch. To our best uh, abilities, but these tools can get more efficient and uh, and cooler. Uh, they, they and make, make, honestly, make our experience better. I mean, I can't imagine going back to flight planning, you know, with the old whiz wheel and a plotter and, you know, sitting for hours at a kitchen table, pulling the iPad out, putting in your flight plan and having a lineup and being able to rubber band and pull instant weather information. Yeah, it's made us all a lot better pilots, but we still have to understand what we're doing under the hood. You got to use it properly. But uh, I would much rather have the technology save us in this sense as opposed to just saying, all right, look, we got to stop flying planes because we're killing the planet. Yeah, uh, that's technology. not acceptable. Yeah, well, it's it's not, yeah. Who wants to ride horse and buggy and go back? It'd be fun for like an hour or so. And then you'd be like, okay, this is getting old. 
I used to be able to fly from New York to L.A. in a couple hours. Now it's taking two weeks again? Well, no, I don't well, think so. Well, imagine all the pollution. You remember how uh, you know they used to have to shovel the streets in New York to get all the horse dew off the street, right? So are we going to go back to that kind of pollution? Eh, no, I you didn't know? even know we ever did that. But I guess, yeah. I, you know, that was before my time. Thank God. Anyway, uh, it'll save us or it'll be our demise. Take your pick. And uh, that's what we get to say about that. <laughs> More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Where are we? Are we in LA? No, we're in North Dakota. And only those passengers deemed fit to fly will go on to Los Angeles. You're not one of them. Wanna fly, fly, fly on it. Can I vibe, vibe, vibe on it? Fly, 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 vibe on it. Get live, yeah. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, and Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, Sun and Fun, obviously, is one of the... Uh, Events that got canceled this past year. They had their online thing. But uh, they are planning to do an event in December. And this is going to be the Holiday Flying Festival and Car Show. uh, December, what, 4th? December 4th and 5th. Okay, yeah. So I assume that's a Saturday-Sunday kind of event. Um, It's a Friday-Saturday. Friday-Saturday. Okay, well, there you go. But uh, 4th and 5th of December. Hopefully it'll hold true and they'll be able to pull it off. And uh, obviously, you're going to have cars. You're going to have a stall uh, uh, competition, which ought to be fun to watch. Yeah, and, it's going to be the National Stoll Central Florida Classic Competition. That'll be the headline of that first event. Um, so you get to watch the, the growing sport of short uh, takeoffs and landings as they these guys are competing to see who can land in the shortest distance without having to go to Saba first. Yeah, well, exactly. And I, I bet you Santa... Uh, is going to make an appearance. I'm just guessing since it's a holiday themed event. Well, and he's and, certainly uh, got uh, short landings down. Considering right. He can put it down on top of a chimney. He's got a lot of practice. Been doing it for years. And, you know, maybe that'll be the benchmark. We'll have to wait and see. Or you can uh, fly your own aircraft out there to Sun and Fun in Lakeland. 
and take advantage of the event uh, happening in December. Sunandfun.org. You can just go there or flysunandfun.com or something. You just Google it. You'll find it. Yeah, flysnf.org is the uh, the website. Okay. But, you know, there's a little bit of something for everybody. There's going to be, you know, the car show, the airplane displays and warbirds. They're talking about a night air show. Um, there will be camping available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fireworks. Well, maybe. Well, there, uh, there, I, there might've been some accidentally if, uh, they hadn't discovered, uh, what a live bomb. No, a live missile. A live air missile. missile was discovered in a, a shipment of parts for a company that's based at Lakeland Airport. Uh, wow. Draken International uh, operates a fleet of 150 older military jets that they've purchased from, uh, you know, across the world. Yeah. And they use it uh, as a contractor. They fly, you know, dissimilar airplanes for the military to train against. Well, apparently they got a little more than they bargained for in order of uh, spare parts for their uh uh, French built Mirage jets in their fleet and actually had a live uh, air to air missile that was discovered. So they had to ask the Air Force to come over and kindly remove it. Interesting. Uh, yeah. How would you like to be that guy? <laughs> you take hey, a, we got a shipment for you, Joe. Oh, okay. What do we got here? Well, we got this, this, and what is that? I don't know what that is, but it's not supposed to be ticking. Uh, no, I'm, I'm guessing that's not how the conversation went, but. I don't know. Makes the imagination run wild, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, it's not like uh, like it does have a, in the box that it's ticking. It's just strictly the way that they mark the containers to show if it's if it's hot or not. Um, apparently, has red and yellow bands on the container to, to show that it has both a warhead in it oh. and a live rocket motor. Hmm. And so somebody actually noticed that and went, "Uh oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, something." Uh, I don't know. It would be great if that was a there was a video of that reaction. That'd be so, it would go viral so badly on YouTube. It'd be awesome. But uh, anyway, they found it. They took it, got rid of it. So there won't be any accidental explosions at this holiday. Well, there won't event. be any extraordinary fireworks. At, at a wall point. of fire or anything yeah. like they, they we typically do for the air shows. But uh, but I don't know. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy stuff. But uh, I, I look forward to it. Now, you, you might even be able to come down for this event in December. This might be the first... One of the big first outdoor events, if they if they can hold true to to making it happen, you know. We I hope wait. so because uh, you know the only event that I made it to this year was the uh, the ACCA Awards in Wichita, which was a fantastic time. But you know, I missed my Oshkosh, I missed Sun and Fun, which you know obviously happened at the beginning of this whole COVID mess. So right, it would be nice to start getting back to some sort of a normal, provided mm-hmm. it's safe. Yeah, it, unfortunately, we don't really know. We obviously hope that they're able to pull off this event. But as you know, by watching the news, it just changes week to week. So, Indeed, uh, yeah. but maybe by December, things will, will calm down a little bit or, or they'll have a vaccine or something. Who knows? Just anybody's guess, but we really hope, and I know they need to, they, you know, we need to get out there and, and uh, support more events like this, uh, not just for the, uh, you know, the folks at Sun and Fun and all the great work they do, but, for our own personal sanity. <laughs> Are you feeling that cabin fever thing? Oh, very much so. Yeah. I mean, it's great that as pilots, you can get out in your aircraft and do a little social distancing in a way the general public, you know, can't. And that is definitely one of the advantages of being a private pilot for sure. But even that is just not enough. Unless yeah, you're able to fly it was great every day. to have a home office until the home office became more of a home jail cell. Yeah. 
and you, you know, can you do just that. never get to leave. That's right. So, uh, you know, having events, you know, that, that they're trying to, uh, pull off, you know, you got to support them any way you can. If you have the flexibility to fly your aircraft, it'll just give you something else to do, you know, and just find more opportunities to go and, uh, support events like this. So we'll, we'll see Lakeland, uh, December, hopefully by then things will be a calm down and, and that will pull off. I mean, do you have any, uh, a flight scheduled in your immediate future? I know you're planning to fly to Florida soon, but you haven't like solidified those just yet. Have you Dennis? Nothing solidified just yet, but I am hoping to get up with uh, my son and do some training, uh, have him as, uh, one of my first instrument students. So yeah. I'd like to get him up in the air here and you know, hopefully get him signed off to take his check ride too. Now we've talked about this before, but when you're training family members, are you harder on them or softer on them? What do you think? I'm going to train him to the same way that they train me. I just want him to learn the material. I know he knows the plane, so I don't have to go over a lot of things with him that I might have to with another student. Right. But you know, but if he gets something wrong as a dad, I'm not going to whack him over the head. I was going to say, come on. (laughs) No, that's not allowed. Well, what do you uh, mean it's not allowed? You're his dad. You can do whatever the hell yeah. you want, can't you? No. It's like, this is, he's, he's this is from your dad, not, not your flight instructor. It becomes a Boom! Self, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, yeah. see, Dennis is, uh, he, you know, he, he has the, I don't know, you, you have the the whole vibe thing for to be a flight instructor. Patience and things like that. But, you know, those type of virtues that I, I just don't possess. <laughs> Well, you don't even have that to be a student. Greg. Well, let's not go there. I'm not. Well, I'm not really talking about that. I'm just saying the temperament. I don't. I just don't have it for the instructional level. Oh, I'll get there. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to get back in the cockpit. That's my yeah, New Year's resolution. My it's been my in. New Year's resolution for the last five years. So I'm not going to change it now. I'm on a roll. But uh, you know, once we get through this whole COVID thing, it's going to happen for me. You feel it, don't you? You're ready I to do. teach me. Eventually. Yeah. I want to teach you. I think it'd be great accomplishment for me personally that I have gone from being, you know, a non-instrument rated pilot when I first started uh, as a guest on the show. Right. To the CFI that actually finally got you your rating. Yeah, you know? There you go. And all you got to do is work out all your corrections on your son first. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, start the training and make things happen. So, uh, but other than that. I mean, uh, you don't have any plans right now specifically to fly other than doing a little training like that for yeah, Austin. No. No? Right now, there's just so much stuff going on with work and everything that, uh, you know, I don't what about, have you know, you're up in, planned. Well, you're up in uh, Minnesota. Are the, you got uh, colors going now, right? You oh, yeah. A, Leaves are falling all over the place. So, I mean, that doesn't appeal of, to you? or It does. And that's just the kind of thing that you could go do on a whim. I don't need to go and plot and plan to go on a trip and... Well, look it's at, something you would take the wife on. You'd never want absolutely. to say, "Hey, yep. I took my plane up to go look at colors." Woo! Yeah, that it's not as manly as you, you got to have a reason. Like, no, oh, that's a good enough a, reason. I don't think anybody would argue that uh, taking your wife on a right, flight right, but you can colors to justify the airplane use, right? Yeah. But if you called me up and say, "Hey, Greg, you want to go take a flight and go look at the leave color change thing?" I'm like, mm, "Sure." Are we going to tell anyone? Yeah. I'm going to go fly. No, we are not going to tell Soul. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Colonel, with all due respect, that new jet is a death trap. It's the 1950s. Everything's a death trap. Now I have three martinis, a pack of smokes, and get in that plane. is Just Plain Radio. Gregor Kobylet, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. All right, so uh, Boeing is back in the news as well this week. The 737 MAX was flown uh, with a passenger that just happened to be the FAA administrator who had grounded them months ago. Actually, he wasn't just a passenger. Um, Steve Dixon, the FAA administrator, is actually a former Delta Airlines pilot, and he actually captained the 737 MAX and flew it himself. Wow. He, he had gone on record when they grounded the airplane and they said, well, when, when are we going to be able to get it back in the air? He says, when I w- feel safe to put my own family on board. And so he stuck to those words. He went out and flew it after going through a lot of the training and, um, other, you know, he didn't put his family it, on there though. Yeah. No, he just went by himself. But I mean, you know, by extension, his family, if he, he felt if he could fly it and it, everything was good, that he would feel safe putting his own family on it. But, and so the verdict he, is yes, he did feel pretty good after the flight or was he, he said he said? liked what he saw. It yeah. responded well. Um, but they said the FAA still is not ready to recertify the, the plane and his room does not remain in a rush to do so. So we're mm. not, you know, they're not going to force it through, but the fact is that, you know, he was comfortable enough with the changes that they've made in the, uh, the things that they've incorporated into it uh, to correct and to train and, you know, instead of relying on that single sensor for the angle of attack, you know, little things like that, that they've done, right? Um, that they're confident that this can be restored uh, and restore the public faith. Well, so. if they can get him on their side, obviously that's a big win. And it sounds like he's leaning towards that uh, direction. So uh, maybe, you know, it'll happen sooner as opposed to later. I'm I'm sure Boeing would like to get those aircraft back up in the air. Well, and so with some of the airlines, although, you know, COVID, I think, has been you know, quite helpful that they've had to pare down the fleets. And so the fact that they've had a bunch of airplanes idled when that they were, you know, relying or hoping to have available. Right. has actually been a mixed blessing for them. But still, you know, they're, they've gone out and bought these airplanes and had to pay good hard cash for it. And they're sitting idled and grounded, even though, you know, COVID, they wouldn't have been using them anyway. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well, you know, that's uh, the commercial aircraft side of things. Uh, It is what it is. And it's one of the many reasons why flying private is definitely the way to go. You got your Mooney 201. I have my eyes set on something for just playing radio here in the coming uh, weeks or months. Uh, well, in, Let in me my, guess, in my dreams, new yeah. Airbus business jet. Well, uh, you, you would uh, mention that during the com- commercial break. So what is this? It, before, for me, it was either going to be a tricked out Grand Caravan or a Quest Kodiak. And uh, but now you're saying there's another aircraft we should look at. What would it be? Well, this is the the brand new business jet on the block is the Airbus corporate jet. And hmm. it's being built on the Airbus 220 uh, platform, which is that Bombardier C-series aircraft that yeah. uh, Delta has been buying these to replace some of the old uh, MD-80s and whatnot. So not exactly a uh, tiny little jet, but wow, does it look nice and comfortable. How so? 
well, you know, big wide open cabin, lots of room, uh, because it's an airliner, not, a you know, a smaller, narrow business jet. It's, you know, full size airliner without all the overhead bins. So you have more headroom to be able to walk around. You know, you don't have, uh, elbows to elbows, uh, seating. Cause it's, you know, a couple of big wide chairs here and there and arranged around coffee tables. And yeah, that would be the, the life, you know, that big business jet turned into a private jet. All right. We'll buy it, buy it for, uh, for us here at Just Plane Radio. Uh, you can be the pilot. I'll be uh, I'll be a steward, or what would I be? An attendant? Yeah, you'll be in the hot tub in the back, I'm sure. Oh, there's a hot tub. Oh, my God. No, we can get Guaranteed. that. We'd have to add that, right? Oh, it, that's a no-brainer right there. I like it. But but this thing is, uh, I mean, do you even have a price tag on it, or what? I, I don't even want to venture to guess. Yeah. If, if you I have to ask, ask I can't, can't afford it. Right. <laughs> right. Figured. But it is interesting. They just launched it this week, and they've already landed six orders for it. So Really? Clearly there's a demand, you know, who would have thought that, you know, converting an airliner to a business jet, but there's a, there is a business need for it. So, so, yeah. but this would be like a, an RV in the sky type of thing, like a luxury motor coach type thing. Yeah, I think so. This isn't going to be like your little five passenger Learjet. This is, this is going to be uh going in style for uh heads of state type of a thing. Yeah. I don't know if we got to go that swanky, even though my standards are pretty high. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You've flown in the Mooney with me. Well, so what are you trying to say? I'm saying, I'm saying I don't think your standards are quite at that Airbus level. You you are willing to fly with me too. Well, I exactly. Uh, I'm willing to fly, you know, anywhere for free. <laughs> but okay. if I had a choice, I'm going to go for go. the luxury uh, accommodations every time. It's just a matter of that whole issue of paying for things. Is sometimes well, a problem. It's never been a problem. You just get Keith's credit card. Well, that's true. Yeah. He keeps increasing the limit too. So maybe we can't afford that thing. And it's for sale now. They're taking orders and they've already sold six of them, supposedly. Is that Not the bad deal? for the first week of a launch. That is uh, pretty impressive. But yeah, you know, uh, it's still for me though, it's either the Grand Caravan or the Quest Kodiak. And, huh. and, and I thought for a while it was going to be the Quest Kodiak. That would address more of the needs like the off-road landings on little short runways in the Caribbean, whether it's you know, the island of Saba or something like that. Cause, uh, but, but they've done some modifications on some of the Grand Caravans that uh, I think uh, come closer to doing things like that, depending on what type of modification you get for the ca- uh, caravan. Is that right? Or just put the floats on, then it doesn't matter. You can go into any runway or just go land at the beach. That is a possibility too, but you could put that on either aircraft, so it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be a either or kind of thing. It'd just be an amendment too. But um, but you know, I used to think the Quest Kodiak. I mean, it's kind of like an off-road vehicle uh, type version of of the Grand Caravan. But uh, you know, years ago, one of the air shows, I think it was the NBAA. I was talking to the the Cessna guy the sales guy, one of the heads up guys. And and I told him, Hey, this is our goal. I want to do this. I want to be able to fly around four or five divers throughout the Caribbean. And, uh, you know, but you know, a lot of the, uh, islands have these short runways or even gravel runways. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe the quest, uh, aircraft would be a little bit more suited for such a thing since it does a lot of charitable flights and, and was designed specifically for that type of off-roading, 
uh, you know, as far as flying and stuff like that. And he said, well, you could do this modification to this. And, you know, the one thing you want to keep in mind is that we are very established around the world when it comes to parts and maintenance. And I was like, uh oh, that's good like, for, we charge a lot, but we have a good partner network. Well, exactly. There, are, there's way more of them out there, I believe. Right. So, you know, if you were to have a problem in the field, you might be a little bit more, uh, covered, so to speak, uh, by, by having more parts and locations remember, to get now, things. Kodiak fixed. is owned by Daher, which owns the TBM as well. And so they have, it's a much large part of a much larger company now too. So that, you know, Textron's big, but right. Daher's not tiny either. Well, so. you know, like I said, it was from a sales guy. So you got to right. take it for what it's worth. But, they, you know, they are, you know, obviously there's more Grand Caravans out there. I believe that's pretty safe, safe bet to say, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, they've, they've been out a lot longer. I mean, right. heck, uh, the first ones flew, what, probably 30-some years ago with, yeah. with FedEx, and they've been in constant production since. Mm-hmm. So you just got to, you know, weigh that for yourself. I mean, obviously you might have to pay a few more bucks too. It uh, really comes down to mission, Greg. What do you want to do? And well, I just said that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three or four of our diving friends and, and fly out uh, off the uh, east coast of Florida and fly down through the Caribbean, do a bunch of diving at all these little islands, little island hopping, and yeah. uh, and just have a, a big old time. And I still think that's the way to go. Unless... We want to get there quicker, and then we go up to the business jet stuff, or maybe consider yeah. We look at like up the Pilatus PC twenty four, the business jet that's also an off roader. Yeah, that's where Keith's credit card comes into play once again. We mean might need Eds too. Yeah, as a backup, it gets a little pricey. Well, since they're not here, we can spend all their money. That's what it's all about. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 